that's this chapter we're going to start in. And uh, I want to say it's a blessing to be here tonight, and I hope everybody uh, will be blessed by this message. I hope God will speak to every heart. Uh, and don't don't get scared. Uh, I don't. I'll try to keep the time right. This is about a three-hour message, but I'm going to get it down to about 30 minutes. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be nice to you. So don't don't have a heart attack. But um, family is a very important thing. Okay, I like the the song. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Uh, but I'll tell you, even this earthly family is is a very important thing. And I hope you all listen very carefully tonight because. Uh, I I think family it's it's all right to think of your family uh, first, okay? I know God should be first, but I'm saying that here on this earth we ought to be thinking about our family. In Second Samuel 23 verse five is what I want to look at. It said, "This is uh, him speaking." He says, "Although my house be not so with God, yet He hath made with me an everlasting covenant." Uh, ordered in all things and sure, for this is all my salvation and all my desire, although he may make it not to grow. Let's pray. God, I do pray you'd meet with us tonight. Pray you'd speak to every heart here, Lord, and help us all to learn a very important and valuable lesson that will help us to be better Christians and reach more people, especially those in our family. I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Many years ago, I heard a preacher uh, named Jack Parchman, uh, he preached a message that, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that guy, this was way, way back when I was young, so that was uh, uh, many years ago, uh, he did a sermon called Daddy Did It, I don't know if you have, that was a, it was a message about uh, parents, and, and he uh, did a quote uh, of, the, of the scripture uh, out of Mark chapter 8, uh, verse, verse number 6, uh, but he he changed it just a little bit. It said, the Bible says there, what shall it profit a man if he gain the world and lose his soul? But he did a message where he, he changed it just a little bit. He said, what will it profit a man if he gain the world and lose his son? If you don't have your child saved, if you don't reach your family. Like I said, getting to heaven is going to be an exciting thing. But I'll tell you, it'd be really sad if your family's not going to be there with you. You know, that's that's why we, we ought to really think about, you know, like he was talking about me being strict with him as a father. I was trying to keep him and my other kids from making dumb mistakes I made when I was a kid. And things that I, I'm serious, things that I saw in my life and I thought I don't want them to make those same mistakes. And, you know, and this is a true story too. I, I didn't see this. It was thankful. It was before I was born. But my family was really a pretty rough family. At one time, where a lot of bad things were going on, a lot of people actually went to jail and things of that nature. But I had a grandpa that I never did meet, but he got saved. And there was kind of—I heard this story. I thought it was kind of cool. The first thing he did, even though my dad was already married and had kids, he went and got my dad and took him to that revival meeting where he got saved. And thankfully, my dad got saved. And when I was born, my dad thankfully was going to church and. I was raised in church, and I got saved as a little boy. I was about eight years old when I gave my heart uh, to the Lord. And, you know, I look back, and I I thank God for that. And, again, I was strict on my kids not to be mean to them. I was trying to keep them from making bad mistakes that I had made and other mistakes I'd seen my family made. And your preacher may seem mean sometimes, 
but he's trying to help you. He's trying to keep you from doing things that are going to destroy your life. And, and so, uh, you know, he, the guy made that statement that, um, you know, what, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And if, and if you're here today and uh, if you've never been saved, you know what you ought to do right now, even before the service is over? Bow your head and pray and say, Jesus, come into my heart because I don't know when the rapture is going to come. I, I'm, <laughs> I said, I've, I've always hoped it would come the same day Jesus rose from the dead. That means might be today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. Of course, it, it could it could happen. Uh, but if the rapture were to come today, would you be left sitting here in this pew all by yourself? You know, maybe everybody else uh, would be gone. And uh, but think about your home. Think about your house. That's why my house be not so with God. And I, again, I hope you don't take this wrong I, I, as a bragging thing. But I feel like I'm one of the richest men on this earth, not financially, but I've got a wonderful wife who's saved. All of my kids have given their heart to the Lord. My grandkids that are old enough, they've given their heart to the Lord. And so that, that's exciting to me. And uh, I wouldn't, honestly, if I, back when I hate to admit it, when I was a young person, a teenager, I was showing somebody some pictures. I, I, there was a guy, some of you might remember, his name was Elvis Presley. Uh, all the girls liked him when I was a kid, and so I thought, ooh, I wish I could be like him. You know, and all the girls like me and be rich like him. But that poor guy ended up having a miserable life. And I did talk to a preacher that said he led him to the Lord before he died. And I hope that's true that he did. But what about his family? I wonder what's going to happen with them. And as rich as he was, and I mean this with all my heart, if I was offered $100 million to get away from God, I wouldn't take it. Because uh, I want to stay close to God. And I want to not only see my kids get saved, I, I want to see my grandkids and now some of my grandkids are getting older. And I may be having some what's called great-grandkids. Guess what? I want to see them in heaven someday. Amen. said my granddaughter sitting right here. She's the same age my wife was when I asked her to marry me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I think I'm looking at it. Ooh, wow. You know, time goes by. And, and honestly, that, that's the most important thing in their life and, and the point I want to make here is I'm gonna I'm gonna go through these things pretty hopefully pretty quick. <laughs> uh got several things but uh this is what you ought to do. Everybody here, if you're already saved, say amen. amen. All right. Well you know what you ought to be uh, is all everybody in your family saved? Or all your children, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your you know, again, everybody matters. We ought to try to reach everybody out there. I, I believe soul winning is a wonderful thing. But I've used this example a lot, too. You all remember the boat, the Titanic? What happened? That that was an unsinkable ship that the first time it went out, what did it do? It sank. And I've often thought this. What what would happen if I woke up and I was on, I was on Titanic knowing what I know? What do you think I would do? That boat's way out in the middle of the ocean. They had escape boats. You know what I'd have done? I'd have got my family and got on one of those boats and got off that thing as quick as I could, because I know what I know. There's a lot of people, I heard this, I don't know if you've ever read or studied anything about that, but there were people that told, when they, they hit that thing that made the hole get in, people didn't think it was going to sink. And so some people were getting on the escape boats, but many of them were staying on that boat because they didn't think it was sinkable. And what happened? They ended up sinking, they ended up dying, and their life was over. And I want to, especially you young people, listen to me. This world, they may try to 
tell you a lot of the stuff in this world is good, but it, it can end up destroying you. Just like you wouldn't want to be on that boat uh, knowing what you know. You ought to know right now that this world's heading in the wrong direction. Man, it's doing the wrong things. And so you want to be different uh, than this world, and you want to understand that. And everybody here about your family, here's what you ought to focus on. Number one, you ought to focus on their salvation. You know, I couldn't make my kids get saved, but boy, I wanted them to get saved. I taught them, I preached to them, I, we'd do Bible studies at home and, and everything, but I knew that there had to come a day that they had to make that choice and give their heart to the Lord. And, and that's why I was so glad when they got saved. And the Bible says this in John 17:3, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. So we, we ought to want our kids to know Christ as Savior. And I'll tell you, this is a true story. That I, it's one of the saddest ones of my life as a pastor. There was a lady that came to my church that was a very nice lady and a sweet lady. And, but she had a real rough family, and she had a husband that was a real bad guy. But he got real sick and was in the hospital, and she asked me to go see him. And I went to see him, talked to him about the Lord, and I'll never forget it. It was, so, right, it was a few weeks before he died. I was talking to him. And, I said, wouldn't you like to give your heart to Christ? And he said, yes, sir, I would. And he prayed and asked Christ into his heart. And a couple weeks later, he died. And his wife was excited about that. I mean, here was a bad guy that late in his life got saved. And I believe he went to heaven. But his wife, I didn't know this about it. I was talking to her later. I said, you know, I never did hear about how you got saved. And she said, or when you got saved. And she said, she was raised in the Catholic church. And I thought, you're coming to a Baptist church, but you were from a Catholic background, and she'd taken communion and everything. And I explained to her, you know, that's not what gets you to heaven. It's giving your heart to Christ. And, and anyhow, she she felt like she was good enough, and everything was right. And I couldn't, I wasn't sure about it. But then it was a couple years later, she got real sick, and she was in the hospital, and she was dying. And she got so bad, she was totally out of it for like seven days. And their, her kids called me and said, Pastor, uh, you know, she's about to die. Would you come in there? And I went in to be with them in the room, and I was sitting down, and she'd been in a coma for like seven days, totally out of it. I don't know if this was really what happened, but I was worried about her. And all of a sudden, it's a true story. She's laying there like that, and all of a sudden, her body, her eyes open, she jumps up. <gasps> What's all this fire? And fell over dead. And I, I got goosebumps right now. I, again, I, I don't know if God was trying to show me something that religion isn't what gets you to heaven. What does God say with the what we believe? With the heart we believe. A lot of people believe, think about God here, but I say they're going to miss heaven by a foot. God said you've got to give your heart to him. You've got to mean it in your heart. You've got to be sincere about that. And, and so, you know, focus on salvation. Again, and I, I tell this and I mean this one too. Back when I first, I didn't want to become a preacher. I'll be honest with you. I, I, this is a true story. I was sitting in church, and I got convicted and felt like I ought to surrender to preach, and I didn't really want to. And this is a true story. I was sitting there. there we had a guest speaker at our church that day, and I was sitting there, and I got real convicted at a revival meeting, and I didn't want to surrender my life to, to the Lord. But then the service was all, uh, God spoke to my heart, and I, I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. And then the service was about over, and I got real convicted, and and I I did a kind of a bad thing. Brother Graham, he was my pastor. He got up and 
he was about ready to dismiss the church, and, and he was getting ready to call and somebody pray. I said, God, if you really want me as a preacher, you have him do one more verse of invitation. And he called on somebody to pray, and they started praying. I thought, Phew, I don't have to do it. And this is true. All of a sudden, Brother Graham stood up, and he said, wait, stop that prayer. He said, God just told me we've got to have one more verse of invitation. <laughs> and literally, I'm serious. I ran down that aisle. And I, I hate to admit it, I called, you surrendered to preach. Cause that, and I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on, you know, God really spoke to my heart. And, and I look back and I think, you know, I'm so glad. I, I look back and I say the closer you get to God, you don't think you're better. You realize how bad you are. And I think, wow, it's a miracle God even did that. That God was willing to allow me to be a preacher, and that God, you know, saved my soul, and that God called me to preach, and you know, and I, I feel like I said I'm one of the richest guys in this world. Don't have a lot of money, but I got a wife who's saved. I've got all my kids are saved. My grandkids who are old enough, they've given their heart to the Lord, and, and I'm going to get to see them in heaven someday. That's that, folks. We ought to focus on salvation. That's the most important thing. God, you know, if, if all this we think about is the things of this world, uh, we're going to get disappointed. Riches and fame, you know, again, why did I like Elvis so much when I was a kid? Because all the girls liked him. <laughs> and I thought I would want, I want all the girls to like me, you know. But God said, we are, and everybody here, you ought to listen to the preaching. Not just, I'm not saying my, your pastor. Don't miss, uh, you ought to be at church. You know, I'm glad, I hate to say it, my mom and dad had to make me go to church sometimes. But I'm glad they made me go to church. Because I heard that preacher and I finally got convicted and I finally gave my heart, uh, to the Lord. And you ought to honor that preacher. Don't, uh, the preaching, uh, don't tear it down. Okay? Don't, don't rip the preaching apart. Even if you're, you might be right on something. You want to be careful in front of your kids about tearing the preaching down. Don't, don't let your difference with the preaching uh, destroy their faith, you know, because if you think they're wrong on this, you know, you're probably going to make your kid think everything is wrong, you know. So you got to, you know, got to be careful about that. I'm not saying preachers are always 100% right, but you got to be careful. And you ought to help the uh, preacher uh, in preaching. Try to, uh, you know, try to learn some things and try to listen uh, to them. And like I said, I, I was very blessed, too, as a teenage boy. Uh, I was I was going to church and everything, but then we moved out in the country. And I started going to a school that I hated. That school. There was a bunch of guys in that school that actually threatened to beat me up every day uh, because they didn't like the fact that I moved to that area. And and I had an uncle who was a preacher who came down to visit, and he heard about it, and he asked my mom if I could go stay with him. That was Brother Virgil Graham, and I went. He was the first real godly man I got to be around. First rule, and he had a lot of strict rules. I remember one day I went for a bike ride without his permission, and he got real strict. You know, said you don't ever do that. You don't leave this house without doing, you know, telling me where you're going. And anyhow, long story short, Brother Graham made a big change in my life because of his strictness and his hardness that that he had. And uh, that's where I got to meet that girl too that I got married to. Uh, I'm glad that you know I'm glad I got to be uh, in that town. And and so. Uh, help the preacher by being encouraging, and uh, you, you ought to not just you don't have to do it for me, but when other people, maybe family or friends, are here, it's all right to say amen every once in a while. It's all right to agree with the preacher <laughs> about about uh, 
things. And so be an encouragement and a help to them and try to be an example uh, to people, you know, to be a personal example. Uh, David, you know, he ended up losing a lot of his family uh, because he had God in his life. But, you know, we, we ought to want to be an example. I'm glad that all my brothers and sisters have given their heart to the Lord and I'm going to uh, get to see them in heaven. And I, I guess I can, I preach at nursing homes a lot and I invite everybody to, I have a birthday party I expect everybody to come to. I don't know if I mentioned it before. Uh, my 1,000th birthday. I said, we'll all be in heaven by then. <laughs> I said, if God allows that, I, I really hope everybody that ever met me will come to that. And that, that was, try to be an example uh, for for people. Try to Try to show people. And again, Tommy was talking about you know, the strict rules and stuff I had. I wanted him to have a good life. And I'm thankful. I, and I mean this. With, I'm not just saying it because I'm here. I've said it many times to other people. He got a wonderful wife. Amen. I'm glad that, that he got that wonderful wife. And, and he's given me some wonderful grandkids. You know, I always say grandkids are God's gift for not killing your kid. <laughs> just <laughs> Your kids, they make you mad sometimes. But grandkids, you get to enjoy them, then send them home. You know, uh, after that, but, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, having a, a wonderful, uh, wife like that is a, is a wonderful blessing and having wonderful ch- children and grandchildren, uh, who know the Lord as their savior. That, that, that's, <clears throat> that's what's more important. And so think about, it's good that you, you ought to go soul winning and try to reach other people. But again, if you were on that Titanic and you knew what was going to happen, You'd want to get everybody to get off on those escape boats, but wouldn't you want to get your family on there first? Okay, that, that, that's it's it's all right to to think first about about your family and to try to reach them first. And the, like I said, I'm glad my grandpa went after my dad. You know, when he got saved, the first thing he thought about was his son. You know, and he went and got his son, and thankfully uh, his son got saved, and because. He got saved. I, I never did get to meet. I won't see that grandpa till I get to go to heaven uh, and see him. But I'm, I'm going to be very thankful uh, for that guy that he got my dad uh, to go to church and get saved. So you ought to try to reach your family and share the gospel with them. Tell them how wonderful. I mean, if you had cancer and somebody gave you a little pill that cured it and you had a family member who got that cancer too, wouldn't you want to give them one of those pills? Wouldn't you want to share that with them? And let them know about that. And I like this verse over in First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse number 13. says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that's talking about death, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall arise first. And I love this. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I was very sad when mom and dad died. I had a brother who died. I cried at their funerals, but I have a joy in my heart knowing I'm going to get to see them again. And every time I go to the graveside, I'm always thinking, maybe today they'll come out and we'll go up to heaven 
together. I told my wife, I don't know if she'll do it or not, but I said, when I die and we, get, we put our, cast, our, our, our tombstone there, I said, we ought to put a warning on there. Do not step on this grave. Rapture could come at any moment. <laughs> you'll, you'll be, you might be knocked down, uh, you know, when, when that, that, that happens. But God, God said that, you know, we're not to sorrow like those who have no hope because we're going to get to be together again. I'm going to get, I, this is a true statement too. I'm not just making this up. This was a, probably a month ago. I, I had a dream that I was dying. And in my dream, when I died, and then I, I, in my mind, I really thought this was happening. And I died, and I, I, when I did die, I found myself in, uh, it was up in these clouds, and there was this big walled building uh, place, and I, that was heaven, and the door opened, and Jesus came out and said, Tom, I welcome you into the kingdom of God. And I was excited about that. And I walked in, and I saw all these mansions. I saw millions of people. And this in my dream, this is a dream, but all of a sudden I saw my mom come running through everybody, knocking everybody down, or coming up and grab me and hug me. She had to see, had to see her boy. And I said, that, I'm going to get to see my mom. I don't know if that's really going to happen. But in that dream, that's what happened. I thought, you know, I can't wait to see my mom again. I'll see my dad again. I'll get to see Grandma and Grandpa in heaven someday, and you know. And I, I, I want you to know that trusting Christ as Savior is the most important thing. And you, you kids here, if you've never been saved, you know when you ought to get saved right now. If you're not saved, and some of you, I know some kids may be a little young and not to that point of life, but you, ought, your parents ought to focus on that. That that's the most important thing, is that they give their heart to the Lord someday. Uh, what will it profit a man if he gain the world and lose his son? You kids that aren't married, okay? You girls that aren't married, you want to make sure you marry a good Christian guy who will raise your kids right. And you guys want to marry good Christian girls who, if you know, they'll raise your kids right if, if something happens to you. That That's the most important thing. Uh, so uh, have your trust, uh, have you really trusted Christ as your Savior? If you were to die right now, do you really believe you'd go to heaven? I hope so. The Bible says in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The only way to heaven is Jesus Christ. only way. I've heard people think that you know his, Jesus' mother Mary has got them saved. She was a wonderful lady, bore a wonderful son, but she's not going to get you to heaven. Only Jesus is going to get you to heaven. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but but by him. And that's what Jesus said. I'm the way and the truth and the life. That's John 14, 6. No man cometh the Father, but how? By me. Jesus is the only. Listen, the Baptist church is a wonderful thing. But just being a Baptist don't get you to heaven. It's giving your heart to Jesus. Now I always say Jesus was a Baptist. He was baptized by John the Baptist. <laughs> so I'm just, you're allowed to laugh. That's, okay. And you don't have to be a Baptist to go to heaven. You have to give your heart to Christ to go to heaven. That, that's what. And so don't have. You do want to have a, a testimony that can be seen. You know, when you get saved, it ought to change you. Amen. You ought to be different. And again, there's people I've talked to. I, I've, I went back a while back. It had been 50 years ago that I'd got saved, and uh, and I went back to visit that church, and I was 
going through that town looking at a lot of things. And, and I'd met some people that knew me way back when I was a little kid. And when they found out I was a preacher and stuff, it was like, <gasps> you know, they were shocked. You know, <laughs> wow, Tom McMurtry, uh, you know, he, he really changed. I, you know, you got to have a testimony. Got to be different. There, there ought to be some changes in, in your life. Uh, James chapter 2, verse 17 and through 19 says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee my faith by my works. Works don't get you to heaven. But if you've got real faith, you ought to be doing some works. Amen. In fact, there was a guy at our church uh, uh, here a while back just as a, I'm a, I hate, this may make some of you mad, but I'm a Cubs fan. Okay. And <laughs> I, I don't like the Cardinals at all. Okay, I was even though I was born right across from where they're at, I never did like. And you, you might. And he did like the Cardinals, and he heard me telling that, and he brought me a, a hat that, that says St. Louis Cardinals, and gave it to me as a. Or no, he gave me a shirt. <laughs> yeah, I got, and so I went and bought him a hat that says the Cubs on has the Cubs on it, and uh, I, he let me take a picture. I let him take a picture of me with the, that shirt on for the Cardinals, and uh, he let. You know, I, it was just a joke thing that that we did. But uh, he knows I'm a Cubs fan, and that's why he did that as a joke. He bought me that that shirt, you know, as because he knew I didn't like the St. Louis Cardinals and and uh, and that everything. So, but uh, we ought to people ought to know. I I want people to know I'm a Christian. I want them to know that Christ is in my heart. I want them to know that I believe in heaven and hell. I want them to know that there is going to be a rapture one of these days. I don't know when. God said, we don't know the day or the hour when it's going to come exactly. But I know I know this. I've always, maybe it'll happen, I don't know. I've always hoped that we'd be resurrected the same day Jesus was. That means it might happen today. <laughs> so, again, I, I, I can't, I'm not saying that has to be that way. But what I'm saying is we ought to have a testimony. You know, then there's some people that, you know, uh, that I've witnessed to over the years and uh, you know that they, they see they stick to stick to your faith, stay true. I, I I like that song. I'll stay true to the Lord. Okay, you ought to stay true to the Lord. Amen. You ought to stay faithful to God. Again, my wife, I expect her to stay true to me. Amen. As a husband, I ought to stay true to her, right? Amen. As a Christian, we ought to stay true to the Lord. We ought to stay. In fact, I've jokingly told her this. I have threatened to kill my wife. I hate to admit this, but I have. I told her, I said, the Bible says wives obey your husband. And I said, if you die before me, I'll kill you. <laughs> I said, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I did tell her, though, I said, after I die, you're not allowed to remarry, though. I said, I, said, I want to be the best husband you ever had. If you remarry, I might not be. <laughs> but... But the thing is, is, you know, we ought to have a testimony and we ought to, and we ought to do our best to try to reach everybody with the gospel. But we ought to try to reach our loved ones especially. Amen. Again, you ought, you ought to reach your family. Genesis 7, verse 7, it says, And Noah went in and his son and his wife and his son's wives with them into the ark. See, a lot of people didn't believe that ark, that flood was going to come, so they didn't get in that boat. 
But he made sure his family got on that boat. He made sure that his family got in there. And, folks, we ought to, we ought to do your best to try to reach your family. And they, they may not like it when you first tell them about the Lord, but you got to keep on working on them. Keep on trying to reach them. Keep on sharing that gospel with them. Uh, and it's all right. To, and you tell other people because they may get saved and they, your family sees them get saved. It may uh, help them come to know the Lord. But Joshua 2.19 says, And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of this house into the street, his blood shall be upon his own hand, and we will, uh, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our our head, if any hand be upon him. Folks, we got, we got to protect our family. We got to try to. Re- I don't know if you notice this, and I hate to be mean again, but this world's going in the wrong direction. And most of technology and stuff, I'm not against it. I, I, I've got a phone, I've got a computer, and I'm, I'm totally for guns and stuff. I've got a bunch of guns at home, but you got to be careful with them. Amen. And I say these things are very, these are more dangerous guns. I'd be more, uh, being kids are safer playing with guns than they are playing with phones. <laughs> okay. Not maybe physically, but I'm saying there's a lot of evil stuff going. I've always said, had I had access to what a lot of kids do today, some kids may get mad at me, but I think you parents ought to be real careful about what you let them do on computers and, and phones and everything like that uh, because, the, you know, it's a pretty wicked world. We want, to be, uh, we want to be sure our families get saved. In 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1, the Bible says this, In those days Hezekiah, uh, sick, uh, sick unto death, and the prophet uh, Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, uh, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. He's telling him, right before this guy dies, he said, You need to get your house in order. Let me ask you folks this. If you were to die today, do you have any testimony with your family? Have you told them about the Lord? Again, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I do hope I die before anybody else in my family does. Not trying to be. I just I hate going to funerals. But when I die, I, I you know I want to have a testimony, uh, and I want to have my house uh, in order uh, when that comes, and have a testimony that's true. Again, if you were to call my brothers and sisters, a lot of them they're amazed at me because they remember me as a bratty little kid, and they're thinking, wow. Look what our brother's done. You know, God's God's really changed his life, and we ought to have a testimony uh, that people can see a difference in our life, and that we ought to we ought to be different, we ought to act different, we ought to talk different, we ought to live different. Again, God changed my life. Okay, God God saved my soul. God made me uh, different. And not, again, and I'll say this: I don't think I'm good, folks. I always say this: the closer I get to God the more I realize it's a miracle he even puts up with me. I'm serious. <clears throat> I use the sun as an example. Right now we could go outside and go like that and block the sun. Does that mean my hand's bigger than the sun? No, it means I'm millions of miles away from it. The closer I get to it, the bigger it's going to get, the hotter it's going to get. And I, 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 again, when I surrendered to preach, and I did surrender, I didn't want to be a preacher but back then I thought I was doing God a favor. I hate to admit it, but that's what I thought. 
But now I look at it and I think, oh, God, it's a miracle that you even put up with it. And I hate to admit this. When I first asked her on a date, I thought I was being a real nice guy. Asking, <laughs> asking, asking, I really did. I hate to admit that. Asking her out on a date. But now I look and I think, wow, it's a miracle. I always say I was a real good boy. Look at the wonderful wife I got. She must have been a pretty bad girl. Look what she got stuck with. <laughs> you know, but no, you know, you don't realize sometimes, you know, what, what a miracle it is and what a blessing it is that God saved me, that God allowed me to be a preacher, that God gave me a wonderful wife, that God gave me a wonderful family. Uh, and what I'm saying, you ought to focus, <clears throat> focus on others, but focus about your family. You, you young girls here. You know what? You don't be just thinking about what kind of a good husband I can get. What kind of a good man can I get that's going to make me a good husband, be a good father? And if you have children, if you were to die, would he raise them right? Would he do right? You guys, the same thing. You know, you got to be thinking about that kind of stuff. Uh, don't don't let just think about what you want. Think about what God wants, and uh, we ought to have a testimony that is true. And like I said, my brothers and sisters, if you were to call any of them. They're all amazed at their little brother, Tommy, who turned out to be a preacher. They really are. They're amazed. Wow. You know, our brother, and I, I was just talking to my sisters uh, yesterday. You, my, this is another silly thing I did. I called them. I said, do you guys remember what happened, what I was doing 63 years ago today? And they said, was it your birthday? I said, no. I said, I was in mom's belly kicking her because my birthday is next week. <laughs> I said, I was, you know, seeing if they remembered my my birthday or not, but I was joking around with my sisters about things. But now they love to hear from me. Back when I was a kid, they didn't like being around me. You know, now they want to see me. They want to be around me because, uh, you know, they see the change that God's made in my life. And I, I said, I mean it. The last song they're going to sing at my funeral, I've told them to sing, is God's been good in my life. You really, you all know that song. God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams since he came into my life. God has been so good. And I mean it with all my heart. Again, when I was a young guy, I had other dreams and other thoughts about being a millionaire and all those kind of things. But if I honestly, if I could be the richest man in the world but not have my family with me in heaven, I wouldn't want that. That's why I say I feel like I'm a very rich man now. I've got a wife who still loves me after 41 years. I've got kids who are all saved and are going to go to heaven with me. I've got grandkids who trusted Christ as their Savior, and I'm going to get to be with them in heaven. Uh, that, that's why I say, honestly, I mean it with all my heart. If I was offered $100 million to forget serving the Lord, I wouldn't do that. God, if you're saved today, I want you to know you're a very rich person. Amen. You're very blessed, and you ought to thank, thank God for that, and you ought to do your best to have a testimony that's true and have convictions that are that are real folks there's things that we all there's things we ought to be against amen there's things we ought to be against there's some things that are wrong and we ought to, we ought to have some convictions and some standards and some rules uh, in our life uh, you ought to learn your the convictions of your pastor and the bible and and do all the things that, again I look, I, I watch, one of my favorite shows, worldly shows, is I like Andy Griffith's show. I like that old show. <laughs> you know, I, I watch that show and, 
And I, I think, wow, I said, back in those days, Hollywood had higher standards than a lot of churches do these days. They had bigger rules and stuff uh, that they that they live by than even a lot of churches do. Folks, we ought to have some high standards, and we ought to have some, not to get us to heaven, but to be, again, anybody here was ever a soldier? A soldier here? Okay. You guys had some strict rules as a soldier, and they made you wear a uniform, didn't they? And you, they wanted people to know, you know, uh, what you were. And we're not trying to get you to dress right just to get you to heaven, but to try to be an example for people and to do right and to have good standards and good rules uh, in your life and uh, for, for those type of things. And so uh, have some con- convictions and some consistent uh, consistency in your life. I've seen a lot of people who will make a profession of faith, and they may really... In fact, I won't say any names, but there's a person that I know that was a very, at one time, a very good Christian. In fact, I would, have, if I'd have made a list, I'd have put them at the, one of the top of the list uh, of things that they were doing, and I had great respect for them. They got upset about something, got away from God, they got away from church, and and I, I, I look at their, I'm not making fun, I feel sorry for them, because I'm thinking, oh my, what's going to happen to their kids? They've got children now. And those kids may end up dying and going to hell. They, if they're saved, they'll still go to heaven. Okay? And see, my son Tom back here, even if he changes his name, he's still my son. Okay? <laughs> he's always going to be my son. And those, if you get saved, you're always going to be your heavenly father's son. There's Christians who get away from God, and they're not going to die and go to hell, but maybe their family will. Maybe their kids will. Maybe their grandkids will. And Can you imagine that? Again, I don't know what it's going to be like when we get to heaven exactly, but I've thought about that at Judgment Day when they're casting people into the everlasting lake of fire. Are we going to be sitting there watching that? And to see your family member walk up and God say, Depart from me. I never knew you. Can you imagine how horrifying that would be? I think about stuff like that all the time. And that's why I said, that's why, again, every soul is important. But the point I'm wanting to try to get across today, focus on your family. That's all right. Okay, to think about them first. Try to reach them first. Again, if you're on that boat, you'd be sure your family was on that escape boat uh, to, to get on. Even if, you know, my family, if they were on the boat and they said, Dad, I don't believe this boat's going to sink, I would have thrown them in that little boat and made them go over the other side, you know, because I'd want them to be saved because I know what's going to happen to that boat. And then do this one more thing. Have a love that's lasting, a love that keeps on going. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God, how? With all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I have commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently to who? Your children. Again, I think Tom realizes this now. He's got more kids than I do. He realizes that the stuff I did to him as a kid was to try to protect him and to help him. I wanted to, he did get a good wife. Amen. And now he's got a wonderful, you know, wonderful family. God's blessed him with that. And uh, have a, you know, he may not have always thought it, but as soon as, as soon as I found out he was going to be born, I fell in love with him before I knew what he was. 
because he was my son. And I fell in love with him. I always tell my grandkids this. They'll verify this. I tell them they're not going to know how much I love them till they become a grandparent. I said, then you'll realize, wow, my grandpa really must have loved me. Because I do. I love them more than, and I want them to love me, but I know they can't love me as much as I love them. And folks, we may not, it may take us eternity to realize how much God loves us. But we know what? We ought to have a love for God. Do you love the Lord today? Do you really love him? If he says, this will be the end. If you love me, what will you do? Keep my commandments. It shouldn't be, oh, no. You know, can, I wonder, I won't make you do it, Paula, but if, if I were to say to my wife, come up here and give me a hug and kiss, and she were to come up going, hmm, no, no. You know. <laughs> yeah. no. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll keep my commandments. Do you really love God today? Do you love, I'm not saying, uh, I hope you're saved. If you're not saved, you ought to get saved right now. Because I'll tell you what, salvation is the greatest thing you'll ever get for all eternity. But if you are saved, do you love God like you ought to love him? Do you have the relationship with him? You ought to study the Bible. You ought to, not just coming to church. You ought to spend time with God every day. You ought to pray every day. You ought to read your Bible every day. You ought to think about God. If you get a chance to witness to people, it's good to always carry some of these in your pocket or something and you get a chance to hand it to somebody. And, you know, it never it may not make a difference, but it might make a difference to try to reach people with the gospel. So if you love him today, uh, keep his commandments. If you're part of the family of God, uh, be very thankful for that today and, and share it with other people. So if you're saved, praise God right now. And make yourself a commitment to stay true to the Lord. I, I, I like that song, I'll stay true to the Lord all the days of my life. And I hope you can do that. And I hope you'll, you'll mean that and that you'll stay true to God and you'll try to reach out to more people. So we're going to bow our heads and pray right now. Father, I thank you so much for all that you've done for us. I thank you, Lord, that you've made us a part of the family of God. God, I pray if there's one person here that doesn't know you as Savior, I pray that they would give their heart to you tonight before they leave this building. And Lord, all of us that are saved, I pray that we'd all draw closer to you and try to our best to have a better relationship uh, with you. Just like I was excited to come preach at this church tonight, I'd, I'd be glad to preach at any church. But, Lord, it's exciting to see my son, my daughter-in-law, my, my grandkids. That's, that's real exciting because family is such an important thing. And I pray you'd help us all to do our best to try to reach our family with the gospel if they don't know Christ as Savior. And, to try to be a good example to our family uh, if they don't know Christ as their Savior. Help us all, the Lord, do our best to be a better family of God. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.